I feel like it's like a day by day hour battle. You've just constantly got to make decisions and you've constantly got to solve problems. It just feels like when you've achieved that end goal and you've got the got it done you got this beautiful property well what we think is a beautiful property in front of us and we've we've done it I think is what was really the biggest triumph for us you're listening to the she renovates podcast you're listening to she renovates the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love Hello, hello, it's Bernadette and in today's episode I've invited in Ali Jurek. Ali has not long ago completed our boot camp and she's also into her second project. So she's got the first profit under her belt and moving forward. The thing that I really love about Ali is that she has demonstrated the power of intent So she was completely focused on the outcome that she wanted. She's working together with her husband, David, and they are champions. And I think that you'll find this episode very inspiring. Now, unfortunately, Ali's audio wasn't perfect, but I feel that it's fine to move forward with this. So... Let me know what you think. Before we get into that, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the School of Renovating's Wonder Women program, where we provide training, mentoring, community and joint venture opportunities for creative women wanting to replace their income with renovating an Airbnb either now or at retirement. Now, if you would like to know a little bit more about what's available to you with renovating, I am doing a talk at the Coroma flagship store on the 3rd of June called How Women Are Replacing Their Income with Renovating. And it's completely free. Coroma do a beautiful job of hospitality, so it's catered and the the bubbles are flowing, which is always very important. And I'd love to meet you face to face. So if you're in Sydney, then just go to our events page on www.theschoolofrenovating.com forward slash events and grab yourself a seat. Otherwise, you can download our Wonder Women magazine, which is at www.theschoolofrenovating.com forward slash Wonder Women. Now let's get into it. Now, it's never been a better time for renovators and it's smart to be making hay while the sun shines, which is exactly what Amanda and her husband are doing. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you very much for having me, Bernadette. I have to say it is a very surreal moment for me. I started out listening to this podcast back at the beginning of this journey. And so to be here talking to you and your listeners today is really special for me. So thank you. Oh, I'm so thrilled to have you here because, as I said, I, I do think you're about the fastest person I've ever had to get to profit. And so you certainly earned earned your Guernsey. And so how so how long have I been doing the pot? Did you start listening when we first started it? 
I can't quite recall, but <clears throat> I do remember getting quite into your bathroom series. I really love that. I think I listened to that over and over again. So it must have, okay. that was fairly early on, was it? It was. That was about a month mm. in because I was really mm. struggling a bit with getting the flow. So I decided to do a, an episode every day, which certainly helped. So do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about who Amanda Jurek is? Sure. So I'm a mum, first and foremost. Um, my husband and I, we have a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, so we've got our hands full there. We, For context, we also live on a small rural property just north of the ACT. Um, got a little, little 30 acres there, not so much, but it keeps us busy on the weekends. I also work full-time in Canberra. I'm a public servant here as well. And as Bernadette said, my husband and I, we like to renovate primarily it's of Canberra. So what okay. got you started on this journey? So what was your big goal with renovating? So this is an interesting question and one I've asked myself a few times. We're probably not your typical renovators where we're interested in the sort of interior design side of things. Don't get me wrong, I love a beautiful space and a beautiful renovation, but I don't think it's what drives me. With renovation, I think it's more the end game. It's going through the process, solving the problems, doing the renovation and coming out the other side with this thing or this building or this property that you've created I think that's really what drives us forward. In terms of our big goal, currently we're in units, two-bedroom units, but that's definitely not where we want to stay. We want to move into the houses here in Canberra. And then, like probably everybody else, we want to then look at subdivision and we want to move forward in, in that space as well. But we like to take small steps. For us, we like to learn our lessons early on so that we don't make big mistakes down the track. So that's why we feel where we are now with the two-bedroom units really does suit us quite well. But, yeah, subdivision we'd like to do. We've actually our property we probably can subdivide down the track as well and build on that. So there's many different things ahead of us. But, yeah, we just have to see where that takes us. Beautiful. Some would say you've probably started at the tricky end. But, yeah, because apartments have their challenges. So you seem to have developed your mojo pretty quickly. We've tried in terms of that we did, I remember a very early conversation I had with you about, we were talking about what we wanted to start with and we, and I mentioned units and small, more, what I said, affordable end of the spectrum. And you did highlight very clearly that would be, that would, there are the challenges there. And we certainly encountered that. I believe it is harder to make the profit and especially here in Canberra with the two bedroom units. But a part of the way my mind works, I set that as a challenge and I felt if I could do it in this format, in the two bedroom units, then maybe it'll make it easier and easier as we go forward. So yeah, yeah. it's been, it's, it's worked out for us so far, so far so good. Yeah. And so can you tell us a little bit about that first property? Sure. So the first property was a, a two bedroom, one bathroom, one carport unit in an inner north suburb of Canberra called Watson. It was, we'd looked, I just clearly remember the, the day that we actually, we found it. It was, it was raining. Kids had enough of getting schlepped around from unit to unit. And this one just had something different. It had the high ceilings, it had the light, and it, it was just different to all the others. It was pretty run down inside, needed a lot of work, but it really was, we felt it was had something special and something unique. 
It is in a good area. It ticks all the boxes that Bernadette talks about in her training, the gentrification. It wasn't on the market for a particularly long period of time. The area was good. The, the suburb of Watson is starting to become cool and trendy with the young people who is our target demographic for selling this particular property to. So it really is, it really felt that it met all the criteria and that we really could turn it into something special. Yeah. And so what exactly did you do to it? How did you improve it? So it was a full, so it was a full garden. We took everything out. We First, we firstly had to reconfigure the kitchen. So the kitchen was what I call down in the little nook area. We uh, made it a long linear kitchen that ran up one side of the wall. So that involved a lot of uh, plumbing and electrical changes. We actually built out a little little wall out from the existing water so we could hide all those, the plumbing and electrical in there. We did a full bathroom change. We didn't change the location of any of the shower or the toilet, but what we did do is take out the bath it was the shower bath combo, which is in a lot of the older units here in Canberra. We took that out, replaced that just with a with the straight shower, glass shower screen. We changed the orientation of the, the toilet just to make the flow in the room a little bit better. New tiles, underfloor heating, we actually incorporated into the unit as well. In Canberra, this morning it was minus five degrees oh my here gosh. in Canberra. So yes. underfloor oh. heating is... <laughs> is appreciated at this time of the year and then we have the stark contrast in summer where it just gets you know excruciatingly hot the bathroom completely transformed it was it felt really cramped when we first um, bought the property but just the changes simple white tile on the wall simple clean lines you know black tap where it really did improve the space and make it feel like it was much bigger than what it was that bathroom also had um, the raked ceiling as well which also adds to that feeling of space so it was quite, it was, it turned out really well and it, it certainly photographed very well as well, which was it lovely for the, for, the, for the campaign. Into the bedrooms, not too much change in the bedrooms, but we did have to look very closely at, at how we configured those. I needed the bedrooms and one of the buying criteria that I had was the bedrooms had to be able to fit queen size beds in both comfortably with bedside tables either side. This is our first project, so I needed to make sure that we maximise the opportunity to make our profit that we needed. So having two good beds was just critical. But ceiling fans in those, we also you know, painted all the usual things, changed the doors, changed the door hardware. We left the cupboards in place, the, sorry, the built-in wardrobe, but we did change the internals on those just to freshen them up. The budget wouldn't stretch enough for us to replace the wardrobes completely, but I think we ended up with a fairly nice outcome. The wardrobes doors themselves were just the mirrored wardrobe doors, so there's nothing particularly, um, you know, they were fine. They actually worked well to open up the space because the mirror worked really well. We replaced the flooring throughout the whole unit as well. There was a combination of a, a floating floor in a beautiful cherry red colour. And there was also some beautiful rental carpet in the bedrooms that all came up as well. So you're using um, the word beautiful facetiously, I gather. <laughs> yes, 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 I de definitely am. We changed the lighting throughout the unit. We put in just the um, little down lights to make things the cleaner lines of the ceiling, just to open up the space we can. Painted the whole unit white. So pretty much I painted everything the same colour just to try and blow out those margins to make the space feel light and bright. And of course, a white kitchen also helped yeah. with that as well. Quite a significant change all up 
in the unit. It was, a, you know, there was a lot to be done. It really did come. It really did come together in the end. Yeah. And, and I could tell because I actually did take a trip to Canberra to look at the project when you'd finished. And I, you can really see that you have quite a good design eye. I, I just really loved what you did with your wardrobes. And I may have a photo that I can put in the show notes. We'll certainly be putting some photos and floor plan in the show notes so that people can have a look at what you've done. But uh, I thought that you really thought outside the square with those wardrobes in terms of how you fitted them out. Those wardrobes nearly killed me, Bernadette. <laughs> I well, kept it paid my, off. Every time we'd go to the unit for the, we had a couple of access appointments early on in, in the settlement period just to do some more measuring up and things like that. And I always wondered why the tenants never closed their wardrobes. I'm like, why do these people not just close their wardrobes? I soon figured out that they're not very deep. So we really did have to an alternative solution. And the solution we came up with, although not what we really wanted, that we had. So what would you, did the project come to plan? Yes, but I wasn't happy with the scheduling. We tried to finish the project before, the plan was to finish the project before Christmas, but unfortunately we got caught up in a few delays, trade delays, supply delays, and also because it was our first project, we just didn't really quite have a grasp. And my husband, and I should say also, my husband does all the renovating himself. We use trades, yeah. obviously, for electrical, for plumbing, for waterproofing, the things that we are required to. But my husband does all this himself. So we didn't really have a full appreciation of how long some of these particular tasks or jobs like fit out of the kitchen or these things might take. And so we were constantly juggling that, not knowing, and then trying to fit trades in around it and trying to understand that. We eventually ended up backing on yeah. Christmas. And as a result of that, we then we then had to slow down a little bit over the Christmas period and then pick things back up after that. But we know a lot more for next time. So we're, we're more informed about the, the timeframes for things. Just lead, delivery lead times also is just something yeah. that when you're, doing, when you're doing a renovation for the first time, you don't really have a true appreciation for how long things take or how long you need to consider. I'm much more informed on that this time around. So I definitely know how to factor those in and also factor in the, a bit of extra fat in the schedule just to make sure we can, we can make that up if we need to. Yeah. And as it turned out, it like the thing is, if you finish before Christmas, you don't really put a property on the market before Christmas in that pre-Christmas period, because it's always, it sits there for two or three weeks. So it probably wasn't the end of the world. No, it actually all worked out in our favour. The market before Christmas was pretty good, but the market after Christmas was even better. Yeah. So it actually worked in our favour and I appreciate that won't be happen every single time but it it was it worked out for us and I think it worked out really well it happened how it happened and you know that was pretty good and for the benefit of the renovators that are listening Amanda's husband David works on the project pretty much full-time is, is that correct Amanda that is it. That's his job. He works on the project full time. So he does reno the renovating. He puts the floor down, he installs the kitchen, everything and anything in that unit he does. And, yeah. you know, he just rings me 60,000 times a day to discuss what decisions oh, need to be made oh. next. That would drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a bit of an exaggeration. That doesn't quite happen. But I do like to know what's going on with it, yeah. the trades and organising them as well as they need to. Yeah. And so what part do you play in the actual project? 
So I'm the planner and the organiser. I love organising things and and I should say in a way controlling things, which is a part of my nature. So I, for example, with the, the, the property, I usually scout out, David and I both scout this out, but we scout out the properties we're going to look at on the Saturday. We then go to the inspections, we do all the measurements and things like that. But I do all, I organize all the trades, I organize all the finance, I organize all the lawyers. I basically deal with everything that doesn't happen on site, making sure deliveries arrive on time, finding out which air conditioner we're going to use and how that's going to be installed. I do paint though, that's one of the things I do on site, painting is my job, but pretty much everything that happens off site, if it's finance, if it's to do with the lawyers, the insurance, the real estate agent, all that side of things is what I take care of. Yeah. And that's and it's interesting because I'm pretty sure that most people don't factor in the amount of time and energy that goes into those tasks. And so I think that's how you manage to make the DIY approach work so well because it's very hard to be down in the trenches doing the work and also up negotiating the deals and making sure that you're on strategy and on plan. So do you find, like, I'm now I'm going to really put you on the spot. How do you find mm-hmm. it works with your relationship? Does that, is it something that you see yourself doing on a, like an ongoing basis? Yeah, I think it works quite well for us. We're a good team. That's what I call us. We're a good team. We both have our sort of our roles. Like we both like to play in the design space. We don't, we're both involved in a lot of the, all the decision-making essentially, but we both are very similar in terms of what we like, what we don't like, um, what our plan is for the unit, what we're targeting in terms of the market. So there's not too much difference there. We we'll do certainly do from time to time have different perspectives on what we want to do in a certain space in the unit but generally that sort of works its way out as a part of the design like I can see where he's coming from it's, that's considered that so from a relationship perspective it actually hasn't been too much of a challenge I think we've, we're both driven towards the same goal and achieving the same outcome so in, in that regard it's working it works really well I think if you had that differing of opinions or approach to what you were trying to achieve it might get be more complex but for us, we it's we have our roles and what we can't, we do, and we let each other do those things. So I think it works really well. Yeah, I think that's important so that you haven't got too much crossover and you have the ability to take ownership of the part of the work that you're doing. Oh, we've got a few couples that work really well together, and I was just curious to know, you know, how that went with you. What would you say would be your biggest triumph in the project? Oh, we did it just. Doing it <laughs> is a huge triumph for us. Just that day when we exchanged for me, and that was when I could finally say we did it. It was, we started from nothing. We started doing, we didn't, never renovated before. We, we could do bits and pieces. We knew what we were, you know, we knew how to do certain aspects, but we'd never done anything like this before. And when you're starting out, it's just and it's incredibly daunting what's in front of you. Before you even get to purchasing the property, there's just so much that you need to put in place to make sure you've got the systems and the people around you and that you've got the confidence and you've done the research to know what it is that you're going to do, how you're going to move forward with this project. It's, And then you, you finally purchase something, which took us, I think we put offers on four different properties before we got this one. And you finally get this property and then, 
the challenges just keep coming. It's I think I commented one day on in the Facebook community, I feel like it's like a day by day hour battle. You've just constantly got to make decisions and you've constantly got to solve problems. It just feels like when you've achieved that end goal and you've got the got it done you got this beautiful property well what we think is a beautiful property in front of us and we've we've done it I think is what was really the biggest triumph for us and I suppose the icing on the cake was when you get a sale price that you certainly didn't expect we had our expectations much lower and to exceed that in in a way it was just it just really fantastic achievement for us so I think it was it's not I think it was just the whole thing, starting from nothing and then moving all the way through to actually have delivering what you set out to deliver. So that's what I feel is our biggest triumph. And now we're going to move into our second one and we're going to do this next one better. And the next one after that, we're going to do it better. And that's just how I feel about it. And that's the, the fun part about it, improving on your processes and, yeah, taking that pride in the way you work and building your confidence as you go. Like it's important not to get too confident and I'm sure you know that, but I mm. think getting that first one under your belt is always a, a big step because you've proven, yes, you can do it. The second one, once you do it the second time, then you're starting to think, yes, my process works and I've got this. And so once you... Yeah that second one which you're already into you'll be definitely have it down pat and so we'll talk about the numbers in a minute but what I wanted to just really reflect on is because the thing there's a lot of talk about cookie cutter renovating and all that sort of thing and it definitely has its place but I think some of the things that I think really differentiate a lot of the people in our community is we really enjoy what we bring to it ourselves and what I've seen in you is that I can definitely see yours and David's artistic flair the fact that you really you found a property that had that extra ceiling height that that just gave that apartment a a sense of space that is hard to find and how you really brought your vision to life so me personally I'm not big on black tapware and because I feel like actually these are my son's words coming back to me that there's (laughs) but I really loved how you did it I felt that it really worked and I think a lot of it was around your use of greenery the way you brought the green into it as well and the textures that you used even in just in your towels I I love that and the other thing that I really loved is that you did your own wall art (laughs) and that was just that was born out of budget, no budget left, Benedict. No, when you've got no money left to spend, you've got to come up with a solution. So that is you. That's what you do. And I'm pretty sure you could have sold those paintings a few times. You had a few people meet for lunch. There was a lot of admiration for your wall art. Yeah. So I think that, and I know that you are really proud of what you've achieved. And I think that you have every right to be. You've done an awesome job. Now, do you want to give us the numbers? Yes, I can give you the numbers. We have 275 and we sold it for 420. The renovation costs were about 35,000. 35. So have you added up your profit? Um, We bought a lot of tools as well during the process because my husband needs tools to renovate as he tells me every day. So basically we, we, we probably just under under the 100, just under the 100,000. 
Okay. So you obviously did a lot better than I would do in that renovation because you're including your husband's, he's basically put his labour into it as well. How many weeks were you actually working on the project? 12 weeks? Probably a little bit longer, actually. Well, given that you're doing all the work yourself, that's pretty good. So that's a pretty good hourly rate. Yeah, not too bad. We're pretty happy. As I said, our expectations for the sale price were much lower than that. And to come out at that figure was quite, was, was, a, was a really nice, it was a really nice feeling. So I was going to ask you about the next project, but we might save that for another episode once you've got that one done. But just so everyone knows that Ali was pretty much straight into finding her next project. And it's again, the same suburb and similar type of property but a slightly higher price point so let's watch this space so thanks so much for joining me today Ali I really appreciate it and I'm sure you're going to provide a lot of inspiration for other renovators and that's what we're about thank you so much for having me it's been a really nice opportunity so thank you beautiful thank you Now, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Ali and that you could cope with the audio. Sometimes we don't have a lot of control over that. And before we go, I just wanted to share with you our most recent review. So this came from Luke Marland. And seriously, I was just so touched when I read this. What he said was practical and honest advice, hands down the best renovation podcast there is. There's no scams or tricks here and Bernadette provides honest and practical advice that you can actually apply to your life. There's also great insights into the property industry, not just renovating, and Bernadette's simple approach gives you tools to mitigate risk and fuels confidence to start your own projects. So thanks so much, Luke. As I said, I was really touched by your review because that's what I set out to do, but sometimes I'm not sure whether I've achieved it or not. So that really gave me confidence to keep going. Now, also, if you want to meet up with a group of savvy renovating, I shouldn't say it's all women because it's not, savvy renovators, I'll say, come over and join She Renovates. It's completely free Facebook group and it is growing at the rate of knots. We hit a thousand members just recently and now it seems to have picked up momentum. And so they are all savvy renovating women and men that are working their little hearts out to live a better life through renovating. Join if you're not already a member And then ask, comment and do whatever you would like to do in order to further your renovation journey. And that's it for me today. So I'll see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.